sake, let's take a minute and give it up for podcasts. Am I right? Um, no, but seriously, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way to make podcasts, so let me explain. One, it's free. Two, it literally gives you all the tools you need in order to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is amazing. Um, also, the best part, in my opinion, is that it'll distribute your podcast for you, so you can hear it on like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts. Pretty amazing, and you literally have to do nothing. The other thing is you can make money from your podcast. There's no like minimum listenership required. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, seriously, if you're like into podcasts and thinking about making one, I would check it out because it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, so yeah, go ahead, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What are you waiting for? Hello and welcome. I'm Victoria. I'm Serena and together we're from Noir. This show is all about women, specifically film. We are going to review and analyze movies that are written by, directed by, or starring women. And we can't wait for you to join us. Tune in and listen wherever you listen to podcasts or join us on YouTube. And today we are talking about the movie Little Woods. The movie Little Woods came out in 2018 is the directorial debut of Nia DaCosta, who wrote it as well. The film stars Tessa Thompson as Ollie, uh, who is a character illicitly helping the struggling residents of her North Dakota oil boomtown access Canadian health care and medication. When the authorities catch on, she plans to abandon her crusade, only to be dragged in even deeper after a desperate plea for help from her sister. Thank you to Letterboxd for that synopsis. This film I watched a couple years ago, not when it came out, but it was on Hulu and I watched it and I knew nothing about it, nothing about the director. I know Tessa Thompson from a couple other movies, um, but I was obsessed when I first watched it. I could not take my eyes away from the screen. Literally so fucking good. I still am obsessed. It's still so amazing. Um, yeah, and then I was so excited to watch it, but I wanted to know what you thought. <laughs> I really liked it. I also had no idea what it was supposed to be about. Victoria told me to watch it, and I was like, "All right, I'm down." All I knew is that it had Tessa Thompson in it, and that it had a black female director. And I was like, "Cool, I'm down." Like, didn't even bother to look <laughs> what it was about, like any of that. Found it on Hulu and like just sat down and watched it. But I really enjoyed it. Like. I think the the beginning of it, I was like a little bored because it was like slower than I was expecting it to be. But and not even like the the true beginning, like the beginning opening shot was so, so cool. But then like directly after, I think I was expecting to have like more of that. And then there like wasn't anymore. So it took me like a little bit to adjust just because I was like, I had no idea what I was going into. But overall, like movie is beautiful. It's really well written in my opinion like I really really enjoyed that and yeah like I very much like this movie I would totally watch it again like I I very much want to watch it again literally so fucking good maybe we've talked about it in a podcast we released already I can't remember definitely talked about it in real life that we're just obsessed with stories like if the movie yeah. has a good story it's a good movie, like, period. Mm-hmm. Everything else could be shitty, but if it's a good story, it's a good movie. I totally, yeah. totally feel that. And I totally feel like this was just such an amazing story. 
like it was mm. I was completely like unfamiliar just with like a lot of the presented character dynamics like the fact that she's you know like the drug dealer for like these construction workers but it's a <laughs> it's a professional relationship like she's a yeah. part of the community in a way and I've never seen something like that it was like um not like realistic but it, it really diverged from just like uh convention and the cliches when we think of like yeah. someone that hooks up the drugs you don't think of you know tessa thompson <laughs> she's like you know making good on her word and she's she brings some coffee and food and stuff and like yeah she's a really honest so person and they were all so trusting of each other too which was like really interesting like yeah. dynamically like everywhere she personally went in the in the movie like every person that she had like an interaction with that she like used to work with except for that one guy outside of the like outside of her job interview but everyone else like she would like they all had their kids with them she would bring her ki- her sister's kid and like they were just like yeah can you want it for a second like and they were like yeah i love this kid and i was like that's so odd it was almost like she was like a robin hood drug dealer <laughs> yeah she kind of was because it was like like the medications it wasn't like yeah math or something like yeah and then like it's not like she was I think I mentioned that this movie is like empathetic, like it felt really empathetic. And the reason yeah. for that is that because so much of the story, the people that end up needing the drugs and that are paying for the drugs are people that are like, yeah, like I'm addicted to Oxy, but they're addicted to Oxy, not because it's something that like they had at a party once and now they can't get off of it. Like it was like, oh, I was injured at my job and I'm in so much pain and now I need to like, keep taking oxy because i don't have the money to get this fixed and i just need to go to work and be able to like make money just to live off of right now and so i thought that that dynamic of like the movie was it was really interesting to see and i really enjoyed how everyone kind of had this symbiotic relationship with each other and it made everything feel just a lot more real and personal. It wasn't just the basic like, oh, they're drug dealers, bad, or oh, they're drug dealers, but they're evil, but they have their reasons. It was like, <laughs> yeah, she's a drug dealer, but like she's got no choice. <laughs> like exactly. they don't have a choice. <laughs> it wasn't like a like not that I don't like Breaking Bad, but a lot of times people will say like, oh, I like Breaking Bad because it's like they show the the other side of like the guys that deal drugs and stuff and he's like yeah that's true at the time we didn't really see a lot of those stories but like he was like oh i'm sick and i can make a lot of money off of this to like pay for my family and like whatever but like she had to do it so that she could live day to day like it's a little bit different and so i think that it was a lot more intimate and personal and the stakes were a lot higher so yeah. it was really easy to get invested into their situation and stuff yeah, the themes were definitely different. Like, the motivation of Walter White is not her motivation. Yeah. And, like, the community built in Breaking Bad, which I, I haven't seen all the way through, but um, just from, you know, discussions and stuff, is different from this film where, like you were saying, like, there's symbiotic relationship and stuff like that. It's built on something you wouldn't expect. It's built on, mm-hmm. like, that reliance on each other through that connection of, like, money and, like, drug exchange and that kind of stuff. And so yeah. that's something that, like, Ha- like kind of ha- like well I don't want to say it like directly happens in real life but real life is messy like that and I think like a lot of people can or I personally was like definitely the way that you like 
form connections with people isn't always like a clean, fun way. Like you're having a barbecue with somebody, you know, yeah. it usually is. Through, like I like, didn't just meet them at a party. Like. I know. Yeah. That kind of stuff is, <laughs> is Hollywood to me. I feel like yeah. you kind of like fall into people's lives in real life. And so in that way, it was really like, it was like tender. And I, I enjoyed that. It was yeah. really authentic in that way. They, they did a really good job. I think like just in the way that they composed shots to make sure that it felt that way. I know we talked in like Happiest Season how it didn't feel like we were supposed to be like close to the characters because of how the movie was shot and everything was like wide shots and stuff like that. But this one, I would say, is like the antithesis to how Happiest Season was shot because <laughs> like they had really good compositions of having two characters in the same frame and like maybe not physically close to each other, but it was either like the way that they were separated or how they were leaning, like everything about it made you know that you were supposed to be present in the moment. And so I thought they did a really good job with that. That and they were like absolutely beautiful. Like the scene, um, there's a scene when they're, this is actually probably my favorite scene of the entire movie is when um, the sisters are in their kitchen and they both are like, <laughs> They're not even drinking coffee. I'm pretty sure that they, that they're drinking whiskey in the morning. Because <laughs> it was, like, right after Tessa Thompson's character's, like, rampage where she uh, tried to go and find the trailer that got stolen from her sister with, like, all of their stuff. But then she couldn't, like, find everything. And then, you know, all of that, like... The money. Drama. <laughs> yeah. And so she's, like, pissed off. And she's, like, dang, long night. Like, she's drinking. Her sister's just, like... I'm pregnant. This sucks. <laughs> like, I don't even know what we're gonna do from here. Like, we had everything planned out, and it's just going to crap. And then they sit there on the kitchen floor and they drink at like <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning, probably. Like, it's daylight. Like, sun is just coming up, and they're sitting on the floor. The sun's coming in through the window, like right above their heads, and so they're kind of in the dark. But you can just see like half the the face of half of their faces and they're just sitting there and it's beautiful and like the way that they like look at each other and just how the kitchen kind of like envelops them and like it's it's almost like the kitchen the way that it's like presented in the shot is supposed to be like this is our safe space right now and this is it like like the shot the way that it's presented makes you feel like you're sitting there in the kitchen with them and you're like yep this is a moment <laughs> like we're yeah. all sitting here sitting on the floor like just <laughs> just going through it <laughs> you know, I know and that's like, just everything point. about it oh yeah what no, no no go go everything about it's just like so warm and like even though it's like such a tough moment i don't know it's it was great i know i totally like that you brought up the fact that they would because there was a lot of scenes where they would work with like twilight or like sunrise and there was a lot of like sunsets and stuff in the distance and those types Mm -hmm. of colors like the purples and like the light pinks and stuff and i feel like that really helped to add because this film is kind of um i wouldn't say a thriller but there's a lot of suspense like definitely the Mm. whole time i had no idea what was going to happen next and there's a lot of twists and turns um and i think the fact that um they do those sorts of things like they're in the kitchen. They're, they're not even sitting on the chairs and the sun is coming up. It adds to that um, uh, feeling of exhaustion. 
Yeah. Like it just makes you feel like, you know, <laughs> the way that they stayed up all night or the way that they don't sleep, yeah. insomnia and that kind of stuff adds to that feeling of just like the, the constant, you know, they're constantly going and there's no end in sight. I think that really yeah. helped to, to build that, to build onto Because I think a lot of times when you see like movies and TV shows where they're like up really late at night, they like never really address it. Yeah. Like they just no, like no one talks about it. Like I'm pretty sure there's only a few off the top of my head that I can think of where they actually address the character's exhaustion of just having to live life. And I want to say yeah. like Atomic Blonde does it, mm-hmm. and I want to say like uh, I want to say Jessica Jones in that oh yeah television show that. they address her like exhaustion, but nowhere oh. like it's not a common thing to address how exhausted you are from having to just like survive yeah. and I don't know like it's interesting too that I the only ones that I've mentioned were movies where it was predominantly like a female story I don't know if that's just like a thing that we're just like <laughs> dang I'm tired <laughs> you know it's like girl same <laughs> yeah but yeah it's like you feel right there with them you feel all their exhaustion and it's not even like a pain like there's just a different feeling from feeling pain and feeling exhaustion and exhaustion just hits different mm-hmm. <laughs> exhaustion like, from stuff that isn't even like labor like yeah just yeah. mental exhaustion like, yeah that's and i so like this relatable like, yeah there's a lot of scenes that take place in their house and a lot of really like important scenes and exhausting scenes and scenes where um you know like uh the plot will get more twisted um like inside of a house or inside of when she goes in to visit people um mm. the construction workers like in their bunks and that kind of thing and especially just in their house and you mentioned the kitchen scene i just thought it was kind of a good um i don't want to say juxtaposition but they they never use that kitchen to like cook like they <laughs> like the house you know what i mean like the yeah. house isn't like a, a a space where they feel safe and so I think yeah. that that's kind of like, um, it kind of takes those, those areas in life that you associate with women and especially in a movie, like with women characters, mm-hmm. um, we were reading something in a class and they mentioned that like, that's something really typical, um, especially with like women of color that they're associated with the home or they're associated with yeah service or, you know, subservient yeah, like positions. positions. Of, like, yeah. Yeah. And I just thought it was so crazy that this movie totally just like takes those same settings and ha- like it completely just rewrites their um, connotations. Like, yeah, I didn't get any of those implications. Like, these are not like nurturing <laughs> like characters. Yeah, even though they, I think people jump to that conclusion when they see female characters, and especially yeah, since they, the sister's <laughs> pregnant. But yeah. you don't get that at all. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was like so fresh and like. That's, I mean, I don't want to say that's familiar exactly because I have not done this. This shit is crazy, but like, um, yeah, I mean, the house isn't always that, that sort of comfortable place. And like the mm-hmm. fact that the sister was in the trailer and that kind of stuff. And so that kind of stuff was like, um, added to the realism, and like made yeah. me feel a stronger connection to it. Really yeah, good. Yeah. And then like what you said about the house too, kind of plays into the dynamic of like their family because Ollie was there basically just so that she could help out her mom. And then, like, her sister wasn't there. And then once her mom died, like, Ollie stayed in the house. But she slept, like, on the floor in her mother's room. Like, yeah. that's so crazy. And so it was very obvious that, like, like she's trying to leave. 
that was another big like plot point was that she's trying to get out she's trying to leave and she wanted to like go somewhere else and so like at the end when she gets the phone call outside of the the clinic and she's like i got the job like yay (laughs) and they're sitting there oh my goodness they're sitting on the on the steps outside of their like motel after the whole like after everything goes well and they're sitting there and they're they're smoking their cigarettes and she's like i'm gonna leave like i'm finally gonna get out of here and her sister's like oh my god you're gonna leave like and then she's like yes but like you'll have the house like yeah. this is like you're gonna be okay <laughs> you're yeah. so happy and you felt that relief I yeah. thought that it was really well done throughout the whole movie it's just like because I think I mentioned like at the beginning of the movie they they started off with this like tear shot of Tessa Thompson walking right and so the background behind her is moving and like everything in the foreground is moving but she's completely still and then you see the car pull in and <gasps> she starts sprinting towards the so camera good. and they keep the tear shot right like it's still and she's completely in focus and i was like that was amazing that scene and i thought that it was going to be that kind of like anxiety like action type um like dynamic throughout the whole film but then that was it and so i was like oh, okay like weird but then the way that they kind of keep you anxious about like what's going to happen with everyone throughout the film is so it's so high i would say like the way that they do it it just keeps building but it gives you a really nice payoff at the end with like not only just like yay they did it but also like they completely close off the story mm-hmm. which is like a pet peeve of mine when movies don't do that They'll be like, yay, we completed our job. And like, that's it. And then you're like, okay. But like, you mentioned all these other problems. Like, mm. is it gonna, is it gonna help at all? Like, I don't, like, it doesn't feel complete, but this one felt so complete and so just like put together that it was, it definitely stands out to you watching this film that it's just a little bit better than a regular film. <laughs> I honestly, um, I think it's interesting that you brought that up because I will, I don't know, because there's that scene where you're right. She's like, okay, you'll be okay. We're going to be good. Da, da, da. But then, yeah, there's no like scene where she's like handing over the deed and there's mm-hmm. no like a sort of like, what is it? Like you, you see them go back, but it's like, you don't really know yeah. what happens. Yeah. It's kind of open-ended because they, they end with open-ended. that really long still shot of them at the border and yeah. i think they like oh, came back ride together over the end which <gasps> i was like like and i guess that probably is why i was like yes this is super finished because that was oh my gosh it was beautiful but it was also like symbolic of like yes we did the thing we're crossing into like a new threshold of our life and i was like i love that they did that visually yes. and like it's it's so parallels the plot and everything that happens in the film and i was like oh my goodness amazing beautiful chef's kiss beautiful (laughs) yeah because it's it was like like basically everything else that happened to them it was like they couldn't help what would happen next like literally Mm -hmm. every single thing that happened even the good things it's like they couldn't help what was going to happen yeah like even the good things weren't guaranteed so it's just like oh my gosh (laughs) <laughs> oh my god this movie's so good it's so like, good it's so i'm a good. little mad actually because i read i read a, a roger Ebert. i can never oh, say yeah, yeah, the Ebert. yeah yeah i read one of his reviews on little woods and he basically <gasps> was like yeah i feel like they should have trusted like the actors more and that it, he felt that the characters 
and the actors were like mouthpieces for the writing with like some of the lines that they said as whereas like i felt completely the opposite i was like some of the lines like he brought up the lines where she says like not everything you do is something that can be like helped or something like that and i was like i thought that's a great line to say like in a movie um he thought it was like the mouthpiece what does that mean he basically thought that like the writing like they didn't fit the characters if that makes sense oh, and i was like i can kind of see that i can but see like that. i don't mind that at all yeah wait <laughs> and i was like the yeah. fact that he was like so upset and like pressed about this was, like <laughs> you didn't notice anything else about the movie <laughs> he was like yeah it was good <laughs> i was like come on this is a great movie i know that's um, where it's subjective because for some people if it's yeah. bad characters it's a bad movie but yeah, but I thought the characters were great. Like, I totally, like, I thought they were really good. Um, but when he said that, it made me think of this line, because when she said the line in the movie, I was just like, mic drop. <laughs> when they're sitting there, and she they're in the, in the kitchen, again, my favorite scene, when they're sitting in the kitchen, she's on the floor, she takes a sip of her whiskey, and uh, her sister goes, come on, you're pregnant. And she goes, it cost $8,000 just to have the baby. And I was like, oh <laughs> my gosh. The, the delivery, the writing. Oh, like, thank you. Thank you so much. That was a beautiful one. $8,000 just to have a baby. And yeah. then she explained, she's like, that's not even like, like to have the food to like raise a kid. That's not even taking into account like, having like the property and like a room and a bed for the kid like driving the kid getting him to school like any of that that's just to have the baby and i was like that's a conversation that does not get talked about on screen very often Mm -hmm. and then she says like i totally understand like why people are going to canada like and i was like this is it this is great like i thought it was amazing because i was like that is why and i feel like so many people they when they think of things like oh they're going to like a different country to get healthcare legally and it's like you aren't thinking about people's actual lives you know it's like this movie does a really good job of making you like think about people's lives instead of just like everything else like could you imagine if that were you like no (laughs) not imagine and she already has one kid like the expenses are insane yeah i thought it was really interesting too that like everything she did was in her power like it was her Mm -hmm. choice and she had the option to opt out at any moment Mm -hmm. and i was like that's really great like representation of like a, a a good like female dynamic especially like like and it was just really good and i thought another dynamic part of that that was really interesting and i honestly don't know if this is like true or not it's kind of just my interpretation of the scene but when she has her card and she's in the in the clinic she's like yeah i have an appointment it's at 5 30 and she's not sure if it's gonna work and she like gives it to the lady and he's like oh it's not working like can you read me the numbers she reads her the numbers and and they do this like kind of long beat right the lady just looks at her for a moment and she goes it worked it worked <laughs> but oh my goodness her acting the, the girl's acting in that part Oh my goodness, the way she looks is like, I have never 
felt like something is more important in my life and it might be taken away from me because of some stupid numbers and she's literally standing there like I'm about to cry like she's got (laughs) tears in her eyes and the lady just looks at her and goes like all right you're good to go and I'm not quite sure the way that it was filmed with that extra moment like if like if the lady was just helping her out or if she actually like had a valid card (laughs) exactly and that's just what's so amazing about the acting is because when you read the lines it's like oh here's my card read the numbers okay here you go but because of that acting and because of that extra like the editing and all that stuff you get that feeling like did she just sneak her in like i love that i i love that oh my god that was, then it makes you wonder too like how many patients does this woman have where yeah. she's witnessed other women that are like my life is on the line there's so many things that are on the line with this abortion and like i need yeah. to have it and if this doesn't work like i don't know what else to do and it's like you can see that in her eyes and you can see that the woman sees that and it's just it's absolutely brilliant yeah that was amazing I like this story just especially in light of like Promising Young Woman that we talked about and then just like other movies because the fact that we we watch Promising Young Woman, we could name several other films where like women are like abused, such and such. Mm -hmm. There's so many more. I think there was a, a one that just premiered at Sundance and like all this stuff. And it's like, there's basically like a whole genre now. You could fill a genre category on Netflix with like films about women's suffering where it's like it's not even on accident like you know in the 60s when they would make you know women suffer on screen but it was Mm -hmm. because of internalized misogyny now it's on purpose now they're like oh yeah we're doing this on purpose and we know that we're showing women suffer this one it was like a struggle and they struggled it didn't Mm -hmm. feel exploitative the way that yeah other films feel like they're exploiting the women <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> this one felt like you, it was more empathetic rather than like voyeuristic yeah, i didn't feel like i was empathetic yeah like there wasn't any like because i feel like sometimes they have these things where they like purposefully show you something that happens to a woman and make you feel bad for her yeah and, like as the audience you're supposed to feel bad which is yeah. like i get it you're trying to like elicit empathy from the audience but yeah. the way that you're doing doesn't portray the woman like in any other light except for suffering. Whereas yeah. these characters, like, yes, they were struggling and yes, they had their like things that they had to go through. And it was really hard to like watch them have to go through this. But it was something that you could pick out and relate to on some type of level. And it wasn't that they were just like struggling to make you feel something. Yeah. Like at all. I almost I almost would say that like like I do feel empath- empathy as a result of the movie, mm-hmm. but I don't think that was the intention. Like I, I think don't the think intention so was just to show things that go down because they're they're very yeah. strong. Like they were strong characters, and they never yeah. like ask for help. I mean, they were asking for help as sisters, which is amazing, mm-hmm. and I love you know a sisterly and on screen sisterly like mm-hmm. relationship, which is rare. Yeah, um, and especially because this one was like uh, really like. Um, fiery it wasn't like cute sisters it was like they had struggles yeah, but they, they were still there for each other. yeah that was really rich um and you know refreshing but um, and like instead of it being something where like 
the audience is supposed to feel empathetic because of something that happened on screen. It was more like we were experiencing and empathizing with the characters because the characters, it was like a picture of humanity. The the characters were empathizing with each other. And that's the difference between like the films. Like a lot of times the movies where the women are suffering, they don't experience any empathy from anybody at all in their movies or like in their characters. Whereas with these movies, like you don't feel like you have to feel for these characters. You're feeling them feel for each other. And oh, it's just like a huge that difference. That's poetry. <laughs> that's <laughs> like so that, fucking true. I guess that's that's probably why I was so disappointed with like these movies that are like coming out that are like, it's a revenge film where we're gonna talk about the things that women go through and women's struggles and like yeah, we need to talk about these, but we also need to portray like how to help because we keep saying like don't do this don't do this don't do this and i feel like at some point we just have all of these films where we're just kind of exhausted and tired of the fact that women are suffering everywhere and you're gonna show me the realism of it all by being like oh yeah it's not a happy ending like that sucks but like it doesn't always have to be like that like even if there's no physical justice. There should be some type of justice between the women in the film. Like the like, we need to be there for each other. Like, yeah. Lord, if no one else is, who's gonna do it? Like, yeah. My goodness. And so I think that it's just like I'm. I'm kind of tired of seeing movies where it's just like it's a revenge film where the woman fights through all of these things by herself and yeah. has no help at all. Uh, it doesn't have anyone to go to, and it's like I understand that that's a thing, but like. I'm so tired of that narrative. Like, I don't want, like, I feel like at, at, at some point, if you keep putting that narrative out there, then we're going to keep embodying that narrative. Whereas we yeah. need to start embodying narratives of people that Helping aren't afraid people. to ask for help. That yeah. Are, yeah, that are willing to help each other and, like, be empathetic towards one another. So, I don't know. I really yeah. like this movie. And <laughs> it's almost like propaganda because, like, literally people need people it's like that's just a fact of life but then like there's a weird sort of like what is it the strong female character thing Mm -hmm. where they're like oh like she's so strong she doesn't need anybody and i feel like guess what that's become so exhausted (laughs) that's why she's tired she's sitting on the floor drinking whiskey at 9 (laughs) a.m because she's tired (laughs) i know and i feel like that's a affected a lot of people because like now girls are like oh if i if i need help like i'm weak like i shouldn't and i you know what that's yeah. actually something that's not unfamiliar like i definitely think a lot of people would say that they agree with that i don't mm-hmm. agree with that and i feel like it's like it's like propaganda like it's weird because it's like <laughs> it's only in like this new century like maybe some like before the 21st century but like recent films that that are so big on that like oh you don't need help but even like james bond films it's like he has a whole team you know like he got help but like (laughs) it's like avengers yeah i know like the bat family like come on (laughs) yeah but with like girls it's like you know hunger games like nope she's on her own like she gotta do Mm -hmm. it herself like all that kind of like those kinds of narratives i feel like are so like uh damaging for people because they do like you know mess with like girls heads they're so impressionable when they're young yeah like yeah especially you're like oh i want to be like her and then Mm -hmm. you look at it and your way of being her is being strong and independent and by yourself yeah and it's it's impossible that's not how i want to be i'm sorry i try that out (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I tried being alone. It freaking sucks. <laughs> I know. It's just not realistic. <laughs> there was something about this film, too, actually, where it was like, yes, Tessa Thompson's character was strong. But the, there's a thing she always repeated to her, to her sister. She said, like, you're brave. Every time her sister had, like, a hard time, she was like, oh, my gosh, I have to go into that house alone. I have to go into the abortion clinic. I don't know what I'm going to do. She would look at her and she would say, you're brave and you can do this. And I really like that she said you're brave instead of you're strong. Because I was mm-hmm. like, don't tell me I'm strong. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to be strong. That's, that's yeah. it. Like The whole reason is I don't want to be strong. But I can't be brave. If I can be brave for like five seconds, I can get this done. I don't know if I can be strong for <laughs> that five seconds. And I'm really, I'm glad that she said that like narratively. Because like the strong woman trope is such a thing. And so mm-hmm. instead of having a strong woman, you had a brave woman, which I think, again, feeds into that that feeling of the, the fact that the characters had empathy for each other instead yeah. of, it, of us trying to have empathy for a movie that's trying to elicit it from us, you know? Yeah. And so, I don't know, it was it was really well done. And I yeah. think that, like, even just little things like that in the script, like, really helped pull it all together. Mm-hmm. Fucking, um, I don't know how many times we've already, like, not done FMF, but, like, should we just not do FMF again and, like, instead be, like, who would be a better boyfriend to her? <laughs> what, like, what boyfriend from a movie would you think, like, from a different movie? Like, he has yeah. to be a character. Like, who would you <laughs> rather... <laughs> what? She date? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what man from any other movie that is a character would you have enjoyed to see in this movie? <laughs> Yeah, who would have treated her right? Let's see. Who would have treated her right? Who would have been dependable? <laughs> Dang. This might even be a harder question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I my thought is to let think me of get a the dependable name man. From um fucking Oh my god, my phone's frozen. Why? From fucking Saving Face. From the movie Saving Face by Alice Wu. The mom has not an affair, but like the mom's kind of older, but she gets like a 30 year old boyfriend or something like that. <laughs> and he's so cute and he treats her right and he loves her and he's so cute. I'm pretty sure his name is Jay. I think. I, I don't know. I just looked it up. That might be right. I don't, I don't remember. But basically the mom's boyfriend. I'm like, he was so cute. And he, he you know, he wasn't bothered by the fact that she had a daughter and all this <laughs> shit. So he would treat her right. <laughs> And we recommend the oh. saving face in the, the half of it one. So I was going to say the guy from the half of it. Like if he was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like as an adult. <laughs> he'd be perfect. Dude, Alice was so good at writing men. Like can she just write oh all my men? goodness. <laughs> can she write the men in real life? <laughs> then I wouldn't feel so horrible about being romantically attracted to them. <laughs> That's Dead. so funny. That's valid. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Those That's they would be great. They would be great. They'd be so cute. Some good men right there. <laughs> okay, back to test. Definitely. Totally passes. passes. Yeah, absolutely. We love sisters on screen. Also like they were adopted sisters, but it didn't like they didn't really like they casually mentioned that she's adopted 
but they don't like make it like a huge like you are adopted like yeah kind of a thing and it's exactly. like their family their family and they act like it and they feel like it's the clone yeah i love that shit too i love when they just do that shit and they don't justify it like it just is it is what it is that's great (laughs) it's the best (laughs) i also love both the actresses for the sisters so like i love Tessa Thompson great and the other girl I literally can't remember her name I feel horrible but she's in like Mama and she's like gorgeous like she's got such a cool like face I don't know what it is but she's so pretty her name is wasn't she Cinderella too Lily James she was also Cinderella yeah she was Cinderella oh she was in In the live action that's how I know her oh yeah she was in Baby Driver yeah. She's got such a cool little, like, vibe. I don't know what it is. It's unique. But, like, any yeah. time I see her, I'm just like, yeah, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has a unique look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to the Bechdel test, sorry. <laughs> um, um, honestly, I've already, like, said so many good things. It's like, what is there even, like, just, I, I just like, thought they were, like, the majority such respectable dialogue. And, like, yeah. I don't even know what to say. It's like effortless. It wasn't even like they put it in yeah. there so that they could hit that checkbox or whatever. Like, yeah, it was really it was good. Perfect. Too and like life. the majority of the movie is them talking to each other about like everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like nothing's off the table. They talk about their kid. They talk about like their jobs. They talk about their lives. They talk about each other. And, like, it's just really beautiful. And they talk about each other succeeding, which is really great. Each other's what? <laughs> succeeding. They talk about each oh, other, like, yeah. doing well. And I think that that's also yeah. really good. Because that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. So good. <laughs> yeah. It was just so good. I don't Gushing know, like, this movie. <laughs> this movie's just so good. I'm oh. just going to say it again. It is so good. <laughs> so since it's so good i am going to rate this movie a nine out of ten literally i think it's that good it's so pretty it's so like captivating it's rewatchable i fucking love it i fucking love this yeah so i'm probably i'm also gonna give it a nine out of ten it was great oh my god yes so good i'm so glad i watched it yeah so glad i watched it totally would watch it again i'm gonna like recommend it to people but i feel like i would also be like like if someone is one of those people it's like i only like movies that are like action like i'm probably not gonna recommend it to them just because i feel like they wouldn't appreciate it like i'm I'm only gonna recommend it to people that i know are gonna like it or be like if you're looking for a movie that like you want to appreciate watch this one I just think it has everything. I'm so into this type of movie where it's like suspenseful, but it's really like down to earth. I love the dialogue. I love the story. Everything flowed really well. I do it. was perfect. I don't know. Yeah, I was so it was like, really great. Impressed. I've never seen a movie like this, mm-hmm. which made recommendations like super hard. Yeah, I like, know you have some. <laughs> yeah, and I only really have two. I would say like give Winter's Bone a try if you like this type of movie because it's very similar. Um, not stylistically but story-wise it's similar i would say 
it's probably not as empathetic, but it is a little bit more like thriller and suspense if that's something that you're looking for. Um, and the other movie that this one made me think of was this movie called Fast Color, um, which is it's not as similar, I would say, as like the thriller action thing. It's technically a fantasy because it like it's kind of like a weird, awkward, like superhero subversion of like <laughs> it's like indie movies. It's like an indie superhero film I with love it. like but it's centered around this family and their powers. And basically like the main character has to come back to her family and they have to you know protect each other and be together and it's like a it's a very like mother daughter um and granddaughter centered film but i think that the the dynamics of like family and empathy are very much there in fast color like they are in this film so i would recommend that one as well yeah so i guess we're done we're gonna say I guess it's nighttime for us. We're going to say goodnight, but (laughs) have a good rest of your day. And thank you so much for consuming this content, watching it, listening to it. Uh, Feel free to talk to us on Instagram or in the comments on YouTube. Um, We have an email. You can email us as well. We love to hear if you guys have any movie recommendations or if you guys can find a different boyfriend for (laughs) persistence in this movie. For Lily James. Um, like we'd love to hear it we love interacting with you guys and yeah we kind of want to form like a little community so always down for that thank you guys so much again we love you have fun enjoy wherever whenever you are yeah thanks for watching (laughs) for listening bye bye